welcome to episode 10 of the Vera Shafiq podcast, real and relevant discussions on business, marketing, technology, and digital. I'm your host, Vera Shafiq, and I talk to people in business and marketing who care about doing marketing the right way and want to be proud of the work they do. It's Tuesday, March the 19th, 2019. Thanks for listening. Please review and subscribe, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. And I just wanted to say thank you so much to everyone who has been listening to my podcast over the last few weeks and for all the wonderful support that you've been giving me with this podcast. I really do appreciate it. So today I wanted to talk about a topic which I've been pulled aside quite a few times to discuss recently. And I know it's something that a lot of marketers, a lot of you out there are probably thinking about or even trying to do something about, and that's optimizing your website for voice search. So we all know that voice search is coming. It's not quite where it will be in the next year or two, but it's coming. And if you are a smart marketer, you're thinking about how to optimize your website so that it does show up for voice searches. We know that Siri, Cortana, Google Voice Search, um, we've got Amazon Alexa, Google Home, all these devices are voice activated and people are using them. The adoption is is very high and we're seeing these personal assistants and search tools playing a much greater role in everyone's life. And when people are using these, they are definitely using them to make their lives easier, right? That's what everyone wants to do. And the reason that people feel much more comfortable with voice search than the traditional typed text searches is pretty obvious. Uh, It's quicker to get a response back And it's just more natural for us to be able to ask a question and get a response back. It's just more of a human interaction. And of course, now that we are so busy multitasking all the time, you know, we're in our cars, we're cooking, we're on the go. It's the best way to get the answer to several questions that we may have during the day in a hands-free manner. We're not reliant on having to pick up a device and type in a question. We can just shout out the question and, hey, Siri, tell me, you know, where the nearest pizza place is. And we get that response immediately in the form of a responded voice answer. And on top of that, it's just much cooler to be able to use voice search than typing it in. So it's it's something that everyone's doing and it's going to be being done a lot more in the future. So let's dive into some statistics, specifically about smart home usage and uh, voice assistant usage. 22% of smart home speaker owners have made a purchase using their device. That's according to Edison Research. Two out of five adults perform a voice search at least once a day. That's according to Location World. And this is the big one. 50% of all searches will be using voice by the year 2020. And that's according to Comscore. I'll say that again, 50% of all searches will be voice searches by the year 2020. So just think by next year or the end of next year, voice search will be on an equal footing as traditional typed searches. That's crazy to think about. And if we go even further into that, 60% or more of voice searches are done on mobile devices which isn't surprising. So bearing in mind all of these statistics, 
we just can't ignore the fact that voice search is something that we need to optimize our websites for. We want to be in a position where when everyone's using voice search, we want to show up first page, preferably number one position. And it's not page anymore. I say first page, but it's first result. Um, We don't really know exactly how that's going to work, but there are some ways to make sure that you take the necessary steps now to kind of safeguard against, you know, losing your ranking, to make sure that you're kind of thinking ahead and, and will at that time be able to perform well in voice searches. And so in this podcast, I'm going to step through the four main things that I think that marketers should be doing to their websites to make sure that they are keeping ahead of the curve and are ready for the voice search revolution. So let's talk a little bit about Google and how its algorithm works. And um, not just Google, but all search engines, but I'm going to focus in on Google because that's the where the majority of searches are taking place. Google, of course, is very conscientious about catering to its customer. Its customer is everyone that does a Google search, everyone that uses Google to search for things on the internet. So that's pretty much everyone in the world. Um, And to them, their main goal is to make the lives of these searchers, us, a lot easier. So it will tweak the algorithm to make the life of the customer, their customer, uh, smoother and easier and friction-free. Google's actually been aware of these changes in our search behavior for quite some time now and has been optimizing its voice search and semantic algorithm dating back to 2013 when they released the Hummingbird update. And the Hummingbird update really looked at natural language processing and tried to understand user intent and then was able to get very advanced and sophisticated in terms of when someone searched for something by entering keywords, it was able to understand the intent behind that search, not just literally take the words and give results back. So Google's been aware of this. It's nothing new to Google, but they're continuously improving upon their algorithm. And the next step or the next big frontier is this voice search revolution that is uh, occurring before our very eyes. So what actually characterizes a voice search? What makes it different from a typical typed text search? Well, unsurprisingly, the main factor is that a voice search is a question. Most of the time, it would be a question. It's also a bit longer than a typically typed search. And that makes sense because when you're typing, you're just trying to shorthand it and get it you know, ask your question as short and quickly as you can. Whereas if you're asking a question, you're going to be more human. You're going to be more normal and natural about asking that question. So let me give you some examples of what a voice search would be and then what its typed search counterpart would look like. So for example, where can I get Chinese takeout now? That's the natural question that I would ask. But if I were to type that search in, I would probably type something like, Chinese takeout near me. What is the cheapest flight from Tampa to London? That's the way I would ask that question. But if I were to type it, it would be flights Tampa to London. How old is Jennifer Lopez? But if I were to type that query, I would probably type Jennifer Lopez H. So straight off the bat, we notice that the voice searches are longer than our typical type searches, and they use natural language and question format. 
Okay, so let's get down to the nitty gritty and talk about the four steps that you can take today to get your website ready for voice search. So number one, try to get a featured snippet. The featured snippet is the result that shows up right at the top of the Google search engine ranking page. Uh, It's above all of the other results, all the organics and the three pack of local listings. And it's the result that shows up in that kind of box and it answers the question in a very concise manner. And Google's doing that a lot now to try and make, again, the life of the customer easier. So anyone who's searching doesn't necessarily have to sift through all the results looking for the answer to their question. They don't even necessarily at that point have to click through to a website to get the answer because Google tries to place it right there on the search engine results page. So that's the featured snippet that I'm talking about. And you can optimize your website to try and get that featured snippet for certain search queries. Now, of course, none of this is guaranteed, but there are a lot of things that you can do to um, make your site more attractive and get Google looking at your site and thinking that your site is the answer to specific questions. The featured snippet is also sometimes known as position number zero for obvious reasons, because it shows up right at the top before even the first result. And in my opinion, I think the featured snippet will be the holy grail in the near future for a ranking on Google, especially with the advent of voice search. So what you want to do in order to try and rank for this featured snippet is to answer commonly asked questions on your website in a very concise way. So the first thing that you need to be able to understand before you do this is what are the questions that my customers or prospects are asking and that I can answer? So of course, the first thing you need to do there is some keyword research. Now, traditional keyword research tools like Hrefs or Keyword Planner or whatever else you may be using for your traditional SEO efforts may not work as well for this the voice search analysis. So I would recommend a couple other tools that you can use to see what people are asking. And one of the tools I recommend is Answer the Public. I'll put that in the show notes, but what that is, is a website that allows you to use a search term and it will throw out a visualization of what it sees people asking based on that search term. It will throw out the questions that people are asking. So it's really helpful to get an understanding of what types of questions people are asking and at what point of the funnel or what point of the buying stage they're at when they're asking those questions. So definitely use Answer the Public. That's a really handy tool to get a good idea of what types of questions you want to be answering on your website. And then the other tool I suggest is to use the people also searched for box. So, you know, when you do a web search on Google and you click through to one of the results and it wasn't quite what you were looking for. So then you click the back button to go back to the search engine result page and you'll see that Google started putting in a box um, the people also searched for kind of terms. So if you do that, sometimes in that box, you'll see uh, some questions or some types of other queries that people are commonly asking. And it can be very useful to understand those um, queries that people are looking for answers to. So specifically for the featured snippet, what you want to do is go ahead and answer these questions on your website in a very simplistic way. 
Use a maximum of 50 words to answer each question and leverage lists and subheadings to organize and segment your answers. The use of a FAQ page is often a really good way to do this. So if you don't have an FAQ page on your website, definitely consider adding one and using that page as the um, answering mechanism to all of these questions that you found. And then when you're answering the questions, as I mentioned, keep it simplistic, use short sentences and talk in the language of a ninth grader. Research has shown that Google likes to see very simplistic and basic language when it's trying to get featured snippet answers to place on the search engine results page. So definitely do not use jargon, do not use buzzwords or technical terms. Keep the language simple and pretend you're answering a ninth grader. Another thing you can do specifically to rank for the featured snippet is to use structured data and schema markup on your web pages. Schema markup is a language that Google likes to see and finds it easy to read and parse when it's crawling through web pages. So if you're able to use schema markup language, then definitely do it. Uh, Some of the use cases that are great for schema markup are recipes, events, menus. For example, if you have a restaurant or, you know, a cocktail menu or something like that. Pricing, and if you have pricing tables and you want to easily communicate pricing to your prospects, then that's another good way to use schema markup. And by using schema markup, Google will probably favor your website over ones that don't use it. So definitely try using that. And I wouldn't say that it's a deal breaker, but it definitely will give you a leg up if you can use it in these scenarios. Okay, so let's move on to step two. Step two is very similar to step one in that it involves understanding the questions that people are asking. So you do have to do your keyword research, again, using answer the public or the people also search for box or any other method that you know where you're going to get insights into the questions, the specific questions people are asking pertaining to your product or service. Once you have those questions in hand, you want to now develop a much broader content strategy based on those questions. So when I say content strategy, I'm talking about things like blog posts or pages that contain longer form content, not just short, sharp answers to those questions. Now, depending on where your prospect is in the funnel, you know, what stage of the the buyer journey they're at, whether that be researching, considering, evaluating, or ready to buy, these blog posts will answer different questions. And so you need to tailor that content for the relevant audience segment. Let me give you an example. Um, So I used the Answer the Public tool to see what kinds of questions people were asking around the subject of organic sunscreen. Someone searching for what is organic sunscreen or why buy organic sunscreen or is organic sunscreen effective is probably in the research phase. And you could write a blog post about all the benefits of organic skin products and how they help the environment and are better for your skin. Now, if someone is searching for which is the best organic sunscreen lotion, then they're probably more in the consideration phase. Uh, They're looking for 
a specific product, which is organic sunscreen lotion. So you could write a blog post or content specifically talking about your brand of organic sunscreen and the features and benefits that it offers. You could also mention how your product is cruelty-free or why your product is better than your competitors. Now, getting more granular, someone could also search for what is the best organic sunscreen for babies, in which case your blog post would answer this question specifically as it pertains to caring for babies and young infants. Or someone could be asking, how long does organic sunscreen last? Then you could write a tailored blog post on this specific topic. Okay, so let's move on to step number three. Step number three is to make sure your website is optimized for local search. Now, this may sound like a no-brainer, but it's definitely going to give you uh, an advantage in terms of voice search. And we've already talked about the fact that 60% of voice searches are done using a mobile device. And we all know that's because people are using their smartphones as they're on the go to do searches which pertain to local businesses or local interactions. And according to a Bright Local study, 46% of voice search users look for a local business daily, and 58% of consumers have used voice search to find local business information within the last year. So even though this is really part of the traditional SEO strategy, making sure that your Google My Business listing and all of your other local listings are up to date and optimized, we want to make sure that we prioritize this step in terms of getting ahead on the voice search uh, game. So let's uh, talk a little bit about near me searches. Uh, th these are searches where people use the term near me. For example, pizza restaurant near me, hair salon near me. These searches are still climbing. If you look at Google Trends, you'll see that the number of people using near me in their searches is going up. And obviously, again, it's not surprising because people are doing searches while they're on the go. Now, you don't need to physically optimize the copy on your website for the phrase near me because Google already knows it's a local search based on the location data. But having your local business listing optimized will help you stay on the top for local and near me searches. And so now I'm going to go through some of the key considerations for making sure that your local listings are fully optimized. The first thing is your NAP, your name, address, and phone number needs to be consistent across all of your local listings, whether that be Google, Bing, Yahoo, City Search, Yellow Pages, Apple, Maps, whatever, whatever the local listings are that you are featuring your business in, it needs to be consistent. Google loves consistency and hates discrepancies. So you need to keep auditing that using whatever tool that you're using. If you, if you haven't done that yet, you know, there are plenty of tools out there that will help you to do that. And um, that's a subject for another podcast, but um, definitely make sure that your name, address and phone number consistency is uh, good across all listings and make sure that you're suppressing any duplicate listings. Make sure that the category under which you are classifying your business is correct. So for example, if you are you know, a hair salon, make sure that you're using the correct and specific category for what Google provides um, for that business. Um, again, make sure that your hours of operation, your parking information, and um, all of the stuff that pertains to the specifics of your business are listed correctly. 
Make sure that you use a local phone number on your local listings. So Google much prefers a local phone number than a toll-free phone number. So definitely make sure that um, local phone numbers are being featured. And then make sure that you are uploading images of your business to the Google My Business listing. Images are very valuable. They provide information to the user, to the consumer, and images tell a story about your business. So Google favors listings that use nice images of the business, whether that be the building or the inside or whatever that is. The next thing to be sure of when you are optimizing your local business listing is your reviews. Make sure that you have good reviews, lots of reviews, and that the reviews are being responded to by the business owners. If it's a negative review, definitely respond back with some way for the customer to get some resolution on their issue. Uh, Be very diplomatic, be very polite, and um, respond to those negative reviews in an appropriate way. And if you have positive reviews, also respond to those because Google looks at a responsive business owner as a ranking signal. And again, it's going to give you an advantage if you are leveraging that in your reviews. Finally, the other part of optimizing your local listings is going back to that good old schema.org, using structured data, using schema markup language to let Google know that the page on your website is about a local business. And there's a specific tag that you can use for a local business and it will allow you to list all of the stuff like the hours of operation, the name, address, the phone number, etc., using the markup language that Google prefers. If you do all of this stuff well, then your local result may show up as a featured snippet, that coveted position number one that we talked about. And again, this is all leading towards the path of a better experience for voice searches. So definitely follow this advice and stay ahead of the curve for voice search in terms of being a local business. And that brings us to step number four in how to optimize your website for voice search. Step number four is make sure that your website loads fast and make sure that your website is secure. These two things are already considerations that you should have made if you uh, are optimizing your website for SEO, Um, but they are particularly important for voice search because most voice searches are done on mobile devices And site speed or page load speed usually suffers more on mobile devices than it does on desktop. So you want to make sure that you've optimized your site for, for, you know, fast loading. And again, that's probably a subject for another podcast, but there are obviously ways that you want to optimize the code on the back end and make sure that uh, everything is running smoothly in terms of, you know, the, the hosting server, et cetera, et cetera. And just make your site as lightweight and fast loading as possible. And if you do this, Google's definitely going to favor your website uh, when it comes to being ranked for voice search. And then the other thing I mentioned was making sure that your website is secure. We all know that uh, using HTTPS, so um, you know, an SSL certificate for your website is the way to go because security is what you know is where it's at right now. And showing that you have a secure site is in the eyes of Google 
better for the consumer again, a better experience, and therefore will be ranked higher than sites that are not HTTPS. Definitely make sure that you have your website hosted on HTTPS and you should be in good shape. Woohoo, we did it. We covered the four steps to making sure that your website is optimized for voice search. And I'm going to summarize them here. Step one, try and get the featured snippet by providing short, simple answers to commonly asked questions by your web visitors. Using an FAQ page can help you to achieve that. Number two, write long form content answering those same questions in a much more detailed way. This could be in the form of blog posts. Number three, make sure that your local business listings are fully optimized. And number four, make sure that your site load speed is good enough for Google's liking, which is typically faster than three seconds, and make sure that you're using a secure certificate for your website. So I really hope that you found some value in this episode. And if you have any questions regarding any of the steps that I outlined, I would be happy to discuss and talk about it. Um, Shoot me an email or connect with me on LinkedIn and we can dive even deeper into this hot topic. Well, that's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did like what you heard, please subscribe to catch more episodes and I'd really appreciate it if you left me a review and shared with your friends and colleagues. Visit my website at virashafiq.com, connect with me on LinkedIn or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time.